Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. And now, Financial Renaissance with the M's. That's right. And you know what we smell? We smell the recession in the air. That's right, ladies, gentlemen, and all those in between. (laughs) Yes, the recession is here. They may not call it, but let's talk about what happened last week. All right. A couple of weeks ago, the repo market tightened up. So at night, while we're sleeping, the banks transfer money and, and borrow money from the Fed, and they transfer money back and forth. Well, a couple of weeks ago, that money, it, it's the money market. So the money markets that we put our money into, the banks lend those to business owners so that they can pay um, payroll and some other stuff. It's like short, short money lending, et cetera. During the recession, what led to the recession, you heard the term paper tightened up. Well, that's what happened uh, about two weeks ago. There was a tightening up, and there wasn't enough money to go back and forth between all of the banks so that everybody could pay their bills. That was something very scary that happened. It was very quiet. We've got a lot of other noise happening in Washington, D.C., so people didn't uh, pay it a lot of mind. But for me, it was a 2008 deja vu moment, like real talk. So the other thing that happened is as a result of the overnight markets tightening up, the Federal Reserve Bank decided to infuse money into our economy. So again, the Federal Reserve Bank is now lending us money once again. Last time they lent us money was 2008-2009. That is a part of what's called quantitative easing or QE. Okay, QE does not stand for Queen Elizabeth. It stands for quantitative easing or quant easing if you are if you want to talk industry speak. So quantitative easing means that they're buying US Treasury bonds, okay? And I explain, you know, I've been explaining since the show started that the Federal Reserve bought about I think it was $4 trillion worth of uh, U.S. bonds to infuse money into our economy during the last recession. They've only gotten back about a $1 trillion worth, so they still have about $3 trillion on their books, and here they are again lending money to our economy. If our economy is doing so great, we don't need a loan, okay? We wouldn't need the loan. So two things that happen during quantitative easing. Number one, interest rates get reduced. What just happened? The Federal Reserve lowered interest rates. They're going to lower interest rates again. Number two thing that happens during quantitative easing, they infuse money into the economy. What has happened last week? The Federal Reserve Bank has infused money into our economy. So what you need to be doing is paying attention to things that you may want to buy. And when I say things, I mean assets. And assets are things that appreciate in value. I'm not talking about shoes, although, you know, there's an argument about the Jordans and the sneakerhead stuff. No, I'm talking about property. Uh, I'm talking about things that you can feel by touch, uh, that you can buy at a low price and then sell it again at a higher price. That's what the opportunity, that that's what's going to happen during the recession. Last recession, the top 1% were prepared because they had cash on hand. So they were able to buy up a whole bunch of stuff that we were selling. So get your minds right 
Oh, I wish I had that job. You need to get your mind right. <laughs> you need to get your mind right. The recession is coming. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be a bad thing. But the decisions that you're going to be making in your life, you need to think a little bit about them. Is it time now to switch jobs or do you wait? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes along with this. Can you pay down as much debt as possible? Can you get a side job to pay down as much debt as possible? Can you get a side job to save as much money as possible so you can buy a little apartment complex or, you know, four units or so that you can buy a rental property or so that you can put money down to buy a daycare center or elder care center or something along those lines? There are there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening in our start their own business for delivery. ways to flip this recession but don't get caught flat-footed i'm telling you it is coming you didn't have this 10 years ago but you're having it today so make sure uh, that you are prepared now during the last break i had asked you to take time to go look up all your bank accounts uh, i want you to make sure you look at all the bank account balances that you have um, so that you kind of know where you stand net worth wise and you want to pay attention to what's going on in your bank accounts when the recession is coming there are other people the hackers and other people that are going to get a little greedier so you want to pay attention to your bank account balances a little bit more than usual you want to make sure what you spent when you go to a restaurant let's go back to old school give people cash at restaurants but don't give anybody your debit card never give anybody your debit card if they're going to be walking away from you uh, with that card, they can easily swipe it. They've got, what do they call those little readers? Uh, skimmers, I think. They'll skim your card and, you know, then they have open access to your bank account. It's a lot harder to get that money back than if it's coming from a credit card. All right. During this break, I want you to check your retirement plan balances, okay? We'll be back in 300 seconds on Financial Renaissance with the M's. Emma Knows Money is brought to you by AARP's FraudWatch Network. Go to AARP.org or SSNATL.com and click the FraudWatch Network banner for more info. We are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. That is right. We are streaming live on SSNATL.com or SensationStationNetwork.com. If you go to Facebook, if you want to watch us here in the studio, which I... I I strongly advise uh, go to Facebook type in sensation station network I don't even know if you have to hit the like but hit the little circle thingy and then you get to watch the live production view of the show live in the studio all right if you want to text us uh, you can text us at six seven eight six one three five eight five seven and feel free to drop any comments that you have on my live Facebook stream on Facebook or on the show's uh, Facebook stream in the comment section all right let's talk about open enrollment what in the heck is open enrollment if you work for a company meaning somebody's pays you <laughs> to come to work uh, for sick leave, things like that, you probably are going through open enrollment. And open enrollment is when your company offers you benefits. So in addition to your salary, they're going to offer you things like life insurance, disability insurance, um, uh, flex spending, uh, health savings accounts. What do you call the kid thing? Dependent care. Dependent care, something or another, you know, stuff like that. And in some very, very rare cases, they'll even offer you long-term care. So let's start off with one of the first ones that I always tell people not to get too caught up in, and that is accidental death and dismemberment. 
accidental death and dismemberment is not life insurance and it is not disability insurance. The reason why it's dirt cheap is because you have to die on a full moon on the 13th of Monday. Uh, you know, basically they have to pull the sheet over your head on site in order for the death part to pay out or you literally have to have limbs dismembered lose an eye, lose hearing, things like that in order for it to work. Uh, if you do work for a company and you and travel is a huge part of it, then you want to look into accidental death and dismemberment as well as other travel insurances that they may, that they may offer. Now, let's talk about life insurance. Group life insurance is what you get through work. Usually they give you one times your salary uh, or $50,000 is usually, you know, almost tax-free for the companies, but they'll give you usually one times your salary, and you can elect for X times your salary, and sometimes they even have supplemental. One of the benefits of getting life insurance from work is you don't have to go through underwriting. So if you have, you know, a terminal illness, whether it's HIV or I don't know any other terminal illness that they would, you know, disqualify you for, cancer, blah, 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 um, you can still get it because... They do it as a group policy. So the benefits are, you know, it's low costing. Uh, there's no medical underwriting. And then in some cases, they'll offer you even more than, sometimes you can get up to 10 times your salary through a supplemental policy. Now, the supplemental, you may have to go through underwriting a little bit, but, hey, it's again, it's low costing. Now, the downside to this <clears throat> is that, uh, it may not be enough for your end-of-life wishes. Um, the amount that you're that they're offering you at the job may not be enough for you or and your family's needs. The other thing is the insurance usually ends when it's time for you to leave the job. So whether you quit or get fired or separate, you're laid off, in most cases that insurance does not go with you. So when you're looking at your benefits, you want to ask your human resources department, you know, is the life insurance that I'm signing up for portable? right portable like meaning you can port it <laughs> from one place to the next uh, the last thing you would want to have happen is you have life insurance for your family you lose your job and now you don't have life insurance you're either uninsurable or something happens to you while you're in between jobs that's something really scary so for most people I do think that you should consider um, getting your own individual life insurance policy you want to talk to your in, um, insurance agent your certified financial planner etc uh, life insurance the individual one that you buy outside is not only for um, it's not only for dying, it's also for living. If you get a chronic illness or a terminal illness, some of these policies will let you tap into the death benefit to pay for medical costs. Uh, so you don't have to leave your families with, you know, a whole bunch of debt and things like that. So that's one of the things that you're going to want to ask your human resources department. Hey, uh, you know, one, is my life insurance portable? Can I bring it with me? You also want to know who the company is. Um, which company is it that's actually um, the carrier for the insurance? And you want to look them up. Make sure they don't have a lot of complaints and things of that nature. If they do, you want to write a little note, put it in your safe at home, so that way your family members know that they're going to have to duke it out with the insurance company if you pass away. The best thing that I learned a uh, long time ago when I was in the military is know what you have before you need it. And so know what type of insurance company you have before your family needs it. And then in, the, in addition to dealing with grief, they're also dealing with, you know, some buffoonery with a... Um, <laughs> with an insurance company. All right, let's look at another type of insurance. Uh, let's talk about disability insurance. Group disability insurance is, 
insurance that will pay you if you are unable to work for an extended period of time. They have short-term disability, which is usually, you know, day one that you're sick to maybe three months or maybe it kicks in seven days after to about three or six months. And then there's long-term disability. Long-term disability usually kicks in after three months or six months. And it will pay you until you're 65, a percentage of your income. Uh, some companies, the average is about 60% of your um, current income is what the insurance companies will pay. Uh, some companies offer what's called supplemental, which would be an additional 10%. Uh, so you'll get 70% of your income. Now, what you need to think about when it comes to income protection or disability insurance is that amount that you get is taxable. So if you have 60% disability, you have to pay taxes on it. So you're really looking at only bringing into your household somewhere between 45% to 50% of what you're making today. So if that amount isn't enough for you, you want to talk to, again, an insurance agent or your certified financial planner, financial advisor about an individual disability policy. And some of these, you know, they are going to be a little bit more expensive than what you get with your group policy. However, because it's your policy, there's more flexibility with what you get to do with it. Uh, with the group policy, one of the main questions that you need to ask your human resources person, and you're going to have to you know, pin them down for this, and if your human resources person is a person that's, um, how do I say, not so helpful? Is that a way, is that a way to say that? Not, if your human resources person is not so helpful, uh, what you want to do is ask them for the plan. Tell them you want to see the disability plan and the verbiage that you're looking for. You want to ask, hey, HR person, is our long-term disability insurance integrated with Social Security? And that's a really, really big deal. What that means is let's say you're out on disability, whether it's permanent or whatever, but you're going to be out for, say, a year or two. Um, the disability policy, once it starts paying you long-term disability, after six months, they can reduce the amount that they're paying you by the amount they think Social Security disability is supposed to pay you. Now, we all have been homesick. We've all seen daytime TV. We've all seen the lawyer commercials, you know, where you denied your benefits for Social Security. You know, call us. We'll help you, blah, blah, blah. Usually the first two times you apply for Social Security disability, you get denied. So if your long-term care benefit is paying you 60% and then they, you know, it comes all the way down to 20%, what happens to your mortgage, your car payments, all of that stuff, okay? So that's one of those things you really, really need to find out from your Social Security Department. All right. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we have, uh, we're going to talk about some dating apps, and we're going to talk about war driving with Hillary Thomas from AARP Georgia when we come back in 300 seconds. Lots of people meet friends and potential love interests online through dating sites, social media, or mobile apps. It can be a great way to meet people, but not everyone is who they say they are online. In fact, scams related to online relationships are on the rise. It's a red flag if the person wants to move quickly to personal email or instant messaging to continue talking. Professors love quickly, claims to be from the United States but is working or traveling abroad, plans to visit but cancels at the last minute, Ask for money to deal with an emergency or ask you to open a bank account for them. Here are some things you can do. Cut off contact if you suspect a scam. Watch your wallet. Don't wire money, send cash, or put money on gift cards for someone you know only online. Learn more about online relationship scams at aarp.org backslash fraudwatchnetwork. 
Episodes of ITL Live, all good with Rita G. Straight Talk with Daphne, Financial Renaissance with Emma Folks, the Live Exchange with Dr. Pamela featuring Robert Pierce, and from the Emmy Award-winning CBS program The Talk, it's the Cheryl Underwood Show. Whoa. Smart Talk and an awesome mix for the smarter listener. Only on radio that's not dumbed down. And we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. You are listening to us on Sensation Station Network. That's right. And I am very, very proud to say that we have Cheryl Underwood as an affiliate on Sensation Station Network. And you can listen to Cheryl live uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock. And then you can watch her on the talk on our CBS affiliate here. Um, I don't know what channel it is, but it comes on right after she's done on Sensation Station Network. Flip over to your local CBS affiliate, and uh, I believe she's on on the East Coast at 2 p.m., West Coast, Midwest, all that. You'll have to figure that out. But uh, definitely check out Cheryl Underwood. She's got a lot of great stuff to say. You know, this <laughs> this past Friday, she was talking about the 2016 debates. She said that if Jeb Bush had stole on <laughs> Donald Trump, Jeb Bush would have been president. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, uh, I can't confirm or deny you know, that would have happened. But and I thought about that. I mean, it would have been. It absolutely <laughs> would have been. Like, I feel like the debates are going to be a bunch of older people just. Ah. And actually, I have a story about that. Uh, elder, elder, uh, elder fight club that's yeah. coming up on my uh, top uh, top five news stories. Not funny, funny in theory. Not funny when it when not it funny when it really. At all. Yeah, not funny in practice at all. But listen, um, I'm here with Hillary Thomas from AARP. Hillary is the Associate State Director of Advocacy and Outreach. I am. I got that all in 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 one sentence. You're welcome. You did. Right. They say it's a hard one. It I, is. I trip a, every time. It is a hard one. Now, we um, you're here today. You're going to talk to us about uh, you know cyber is cybersecurity month. It is. And there's a lot that we need to learn about cybersecurity. Last week I said that. You know, we are going to be spending between now, uh, for the last five years, ending in 2021, us as a country, we'll, we will have spent over $1 billion fighting against cyber crimes. The cyber criminals, conversely, will have made over $6 billion on us. So that's a $5 billion gap. So what we're trying to do is, is help close that gap a little. And I found a gap that a lot of you are unaware of, dating sites, okay? Those dating site apps, number one, uh, here we go. There's one company, there's a couple of companies that own a bunch of those dating sites. So Match Group owns, a, it's a dating conglomerate. They run Tinder, Plenty of Fish, OkCupid, Match, Hinge, and a dozen others. And one of the things about these dating sites, and, and I mentioned this weeks ago about contracts, if you're not paying for something, you are the product, okay? So with these dating sites, when you go on them, if they are free, these dating apps are taking, extracting information from you, and they are giving it to advertisers. You are the product. Um, and then there's another company, the one that owns eHarmony. Um, they also own Bumble, Grinder. <laughs> I'm feeling disgusting as I'm talking about this stuff. <laughs> so, OkCupid, okay, Jacked, 
coffee meets bagel. All of these face scrutiny over hacks or data breaches in the weeks surrounding Valentine's Day, you know, this year. So again, if you are on a dating site and it's free, it's not free. They are in your phone taking out whatever they want to take. So you have to be careful. Have to be careful. Uh, I think it, this weekend may be a time or this month may be a time to look at all the apps that you have on your phone. And if they are free, uh, you may want to go through the, uh, what do you call it, the settings or the, uh, the contract yeah. and look at what you signed up for uh, and make a decision to see whether or not you really want them to have that information about you. All right. So we are going to talk about something very interesting today with Hillary. Welcome back. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Did you bring me some grits? I did not. That's good. No food today. All right. Well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. All right. So you, um, we're going to talk about Wi-Fi scamming, mm -hmm. right? And we all know that that. Uh, tapping into, you know, public Wi-Fi's is very dangerous, and we'll get into that a little bit also. But there's something else. When you're home, you know, in the comfort of your home, I call it the security of your home, your sanctuary, the hackers may be getting at you also by something called... War driving. Not warmongering. Not warmongering, war driving. War driving. Uh, what the heck is war driving? So pretty much people are getting in their cars and driving around looking for Wi-Fi networks that are not protected well. So if you have a Wi-Fi network and let's say you live at 499 Grandview and your password is 499 Grandview and it says, you know, 499 Wi-Fi or whatever. So people are driving around looking to access that and then they can put malicious software on your devices so then they can pull out your financial information so they can get your bank information. Okay. They wait, can get wait, your wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. So I have, there's a question. How do you know if your Wi-Fi is secure? Use a good secure password. Oh, it's based on the password. Yeah, use a good secure password. Don't have something where it's just open. You know, sometimes people even have guest networks and they just don't have a password on the guest network because they think, well, I don't want people to know what my passwords are or whatever else. Have a secure password even on for everything, your guests, even that's for that's your guests. And a lot of these phones now, if you, um, like, say you come over to my house and you try to sign on to my Wi-Fi, I can just press a button, and it allows your phone number to be able to sign on to my Wi-Fi without me giving you the password. So, you know, you're able to protect yourself with your friends, so don't worry about that. But make sure you have a good password that someone just driving by wouldn't be able to figure out. So, again, people are in their cars. Mm-hmm driving up your street, down your street, through your street, through your neighborhood, searching for unsecured. So they're just testing out different, randomly just testing out different stuff as they're, yeah. somebody's you know, driving once by. your phone is, because um, you're using some type of smartphone, once your phone is up and active, you'll see the Wi-Fi's come through, and then you can see the ones that are not password protected, or you can, you know, just try and play the roulette game and see whose Wi-Fi has a really easy password, like their address or um, street name or, or something. Or a lot one, of people two, have three. here in the south, you know, uh, we have the flags of our favorite teams. Exactly. <laughs> and they can Roll just time. start doing that. <laughs> yeah, I will never say that. But <laughs> they, you know, they'll put in your team names plus your address. Yeah, or something. You know, like be careful about giving, like letting people know your dog's name. If you are, um, and, and social media I think is going to be tied with this too mm -hmm. because it's very easy to figure out a lot of things about your password by just going to your social media. It is. Looking at 
your dog's name, your kid's name, um, you know, birthdays, things of that nature. So you do want to make sure that you're not using that stuff exactly. or driving. And then people say, well, what am I supposed to use? Something else. <laughs> you know, they say use phrases, passwords yes. from songs, from movies, things of that nature. But in this day and age, like nobody has time to remember all that stuff. There, we need a password for absolutely everything. So but it's, you're really not supposed to use the same password. You're not for supposed everything. to use the same password. But I said we need passwords for everything. Yes. So this now it may be time to use a password manager or a password yes. secure password generator because, like I, you know, <laughs> the passwords that I come up with. I don't remember them. I don't even know where I put them half the time. And I don't want to be, you know, that person that's, oh, my password for, you know. Look, say, yeah. yeah, I don't want to be that person. You don't um, want to have a file. No, I don't want to have a file or a spreadsheet or anything like that. I think those are dangerous. Um, but you, you want to have a, um, a secure password manager that will, uh, that has two, what is it, two-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. So if they get hacked, you, people still can't get a hold of, uh, of their passwords either. I am absolutely baffled. Um, I do have a question for you. How does AARP, how do you guys stay on the pulse of all this? Because as I was preparing for Cybersecurity Month, a lot of the information that I found was from AARP. <laughs> so we have something called the Fraud Watch Network. And the Fraud Watch Network is a really good way of us figuring out what the latest fraudulent activities are. And you can report it. So you sign up for the Fraud Watch Network and you get alerts from the fraudulent activity but then you can also report to us what has happened to you and then we send it out to the different policing agencies just so they're aware because it's not always something that we can prosecute but it's a good way of everybody just understanding what's happening kind of like that water scam they had you know people didn't know about it what until you scam? started saying it this has been a couple of years ago in DeKalb County people were going door to door telling the um, older adults I'm getting ready to cut off your water and their their thing immediately is, oh my goodness, again, their ether, we, we talked about a yeah, couple of months yeah. ago, the ether was up, I need water, I can't ha afford to have my water taken off, so they would just hand these people the cash that they had in the house, but it was a scam, that's not how the water company operates, that's not how most utilities operate, but, you know, we found out about that through the Fraud Watch Network and something that had been reported to us, so that's how. Wow, so it, the Fraud Watch Network is, it's almost a community. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you if something happens to you, you tell, then everybody gets to know about it. But imagine the reach. So ARP has roughly 37 million members nationwide, uh, which makes our magazine the most highly circulated magazine in the country, if not the world, because 37 million people get our magazine every month. Um, but imagine if even a third of those people were a part of the Fraud Watch Network. I'm not certain the numbers. But that's a lot of people to share the information. A lot of people that says, hey, my neighbor had this happen, or hey, this happened to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's a good way for everybody to know what's happening in all different parts of the country. All right, when we come back, we have a question from uh, one of the guests about using passwords and thumbprints and all that other stuff. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, hey, during the break, I want you to go to your benefits page, and I want you to look up the amount of group life insurance you have. That's your task for these 300 seconds. Emma Knows Money is brought to you by AARP's Fraud Watch Network. Go to aarp.org or ssnatl.com and click the Fraud Watch Network banner for more info. American Station Station Network. See ya.
And we're back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. Yeah, we are having a good day today. <laughs> we have Hillary Thomas and Emma Folks in the studio talking about cybersecurity. Uh, coming up on the show, sponsored by AARP, will be Emma Knows Money. I'm going to be giving some caregiving tips, okay? Ways to get together with your siblings to figure out how to, you know, kind of organize stuff. And then my market movers and losers and my top five, top five news stories of the week. All right. Before the break, um, during the break, you were supposed to go and check on your intranet, uh, look at your group benefits, and figure out how much life insurance you have. Now, when you do that, you have to take into consideration what you want life insurance to accomplish if you were to leave this earth, okay? So you're going to, you know, have that conversation with yourself. If you need help with it, feel free to call my office, Greenwood Wealth Management, 404-633-9952. We can have a conversation about it next week or the week after. All right. We had a question Trina took the question. We had a question about <laughs> we had a question about um, whether and how secure is it if you use say a thumbprint versus a password, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, here's what I'm going to say. I'm an XIT person. The thumbprint, face print stuff, facial recognition that works on computers and certain devices. Um, you know, my wife and I, she just took the facial recognition off of her phone. Uh, she didn't feel it was secure enough because uh, I've been trying to break. <laughs> I've been trying to break through with it. Um, the thumbprint again. If you have children or you have people around you, and I, I watch, um, I don't know, some court shows sometimes. This dating, this uh, couples court, and a lot of times spouses will take the other spouse's finger and put it on the phone. And kids do. Kids do it kids too. Kids do it too. Kids do it too. A child will put your phone over your face. Or they will take your thumb and put it on the thing so that they can get into your phone. So you tell me how secure that is. <laughs> I don't think it's been tested enough to know if it's any more or less secure than a password. Right. But if my seven-year-old is smart enough to figure out all he has to do is try and hold the phone up to my face to unlock it. Hey, Trina has a nephew who, when he was how old, he was able to look at the grease prints on your password <laughs> and try different combinations until he got into a phone. So... As far as security is concerned, if it's if it's a child, I don't know what to say to you because they're like super smart. Um, but when it comes to hotels, that was another question, right? So another question we have is um, is hooking up to the free hotel and resorts Wi-Fi good a good idea, even though they have passwords? I say absolutely not. Um, if the computer that you're using has sensitive information on it, like your tax returns, anything personal, social security numbers, any personal type of information, and sensitive and personal information is going to be your driver's license number, your address, um, any type of your social, like anything, your parents' information, anything that can connect you that people can use for ID theft down the road. So when you're at a, at a, a hotel or a resort, um, and I, I can only speak for iPhone users. I don't know. I don't know Android. So if you are an Android user and you know the answer, please go ahead and put it in the comment section so that you know other people can know. But with your iPhone, hook your iPhone up to the Wi-Fi, and then use your your hotspot, and then have your computer connect to you know your phone hotspot. But do not connect your computer directly to a, you know, even if you're at a conference, at a conference is, is the same thing. You know, they have the conference room, Wi-Fi, blah, blah, blah. Don't connect your computer directly to that. Don't do that. And then in hotels, you have to be careful because uh, in the lobbies, there are, you know, hackers that will sit there. They have these things called, are they pineapples? 
there are these little Wi-Fi boxes. And so let's say we're at um, a Hilton hotel. You know, they'll name the, the Wi-Fi thing such and such Hilton, and it's going to look just like the hotel. But instead, you're logging into their Wi-Fi, and now they have full access to your computer and all of your data, and they can, they can take it away from you just like that. Similarly, they're talking about the charging stations, um, these public charging stations. When you just plug your phone into them, you don't realize what information they could be getting out. From USB or, or the regular plug? The, the plug that goes into your phone. Okay. So, no, no, what I'm asking is, like, you know, they have the USB portion where you can charge well, it or too. directly through the, because uh, it's like that at Delta, too, you mm -hmm. know, the Delta terminal. So I've, I've been, I was taught never to use the USB portion, uh, always do the actual plug-in. Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, is um, at your own home, um, they've got new outlets now where you can do the traditional plug or you can do the USB. Once you do a USB into that um, network, uh, the electricity network, everything on your phone is now open. It's no longer protected. So always make sure you go in with the, the square plug or whatever, <laughs> whatever shape it is. Always make sure that you use that and that you do not you know, use the, uh, the USB connection because that opens it up and you know, people can get everything on your phones. I don't really keep anything on mine, but I don't want anybody on my phone. <laughs> I don't want anybody on my phone at all. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, just avoiding Wi-Fi scams, you know, not accessing public, you know, information a little bit um, on, on networks. I know there are people that like to go to coffee shops mm -hmm. a lot. And, um, again, just like the hotel lobbies, everybody knows that people go to coffee shops. All right. So if everybody knows that people are there logging on, if you see free Wi-Fi, you need to think somebody's about to jack me. Somebody's about to jack me. All right. This commercial break. OK, what I want you to do, I want you to go back online, not only and I want you to look back at your life insurance again. But this time I want you to make sure I want you to look at who your beneficiary is. And if you have been divorced have broken up with someone, you may want to make sure that that person is not listed as your beneficiary anymore. If you have remarried, you want to make sure that, that other, your ex-spouse is not listed as your beneficiary. We'll be back on Financial Renaissance with the M's. SSNATL.com is a Radio 2 Atlanta station, which provides a daily mix of awesome hits with smart talk. For the smarter listener, your choice just became clear. SSNATL.com radio that's not dumbed down and we are back with financial renaissance with the m's streaming live on sensation station network and facebook and twitter periscope youtube blah 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 hey listen we are here in the studio today with hillary thomas the associate state director of advocacy and outreach the whole mouthful, the whole mouthful <laughs> of aarp georgia and aarp georgia um, has been a huge supporter of uh, financial renaissance with the M. So I appreciate that because all the information, a lot of the information that I get from this show, I actually get from AARP. And for those of you who look like me um, and are in the 50s and don't want to, you know, we want to pretend we're not in the, you know, 50s, a new 40, I don't need an AARP card. Listen, uh, by the end of the show today, you're going to understand why you need an AARP card and why AARP is, they have our back. They are fighting for Main Street. They are fighting for lower drug costs. They are fighting um, to get the insurance companies to stop gouging us. Um, 37 million strong, mm -hmm. right? Is it a, a lobbyist organization? So we do. Uh, so I am a registered lobbyist. There are those of us that lobby at the state, federal, and local level. 
but um, what we are is an organization. We're a social uh, membership organization. So we have a lot of members, and we do lobby on behalf of our members. However, you can be a member at any age, but when we are going to the Capitol, when we are going um, to Georgia's Gold Dome, we're actually fighting for what we feel is best for the 50-plus population. Our nursing home bills, we've got some bills, hopefully, that we'll be able to push this year around prescription drugs and things like that. Yeah, face the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> You've been here enough. You know, you know how that works. I'm distracted. <laughs> so all types of stuff going on back here. They're not feeding me, but they are distracting <laughs> me. Um, yeah. So... I didn't know you were a registered lobbyist. I am. Well, we have to have a couple you of You have to be a registered lobbyist if you make more than $20,000 a year to do your job. And you spend a significant portion of your job lobbying for things. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to have to become a registered lobbyist because I want to lobby for some stuff. Um, let's let's uh, talk about older people. Okay. Um, older people that are not maybe as computer savvy um, and there's some people, you know, even my age, who just don't want to access their bank account information on their phone. They are adamant about it. I am not looking up my bank account. I'm not doing anything on my phone. You say that that's not such a great idea. So that's one of the ways that we are saying can help protect you against fraud is having access to your bank accounts and knowing what that information is. If you do not have online access, you're not getting those alerts when something happens in your account. You don't know, you know, moment by moment what your balance is. You're having to call in or if the bank isn't open, what if it's the weekend or you're having to physically go into the bank. But you're not able to stay ahead of where the hackers are and where anybody who is looking for your financial information is because you're having to wait for somebody else versus being able to check real time what that information is or what's going on in your account. Hey, um, <clears throat> and you also get alerts. You do. Th that's the other beauty of um, having your bank accounts connected to your phone is as soon as a charge goes through, you see an alert on your phone and sometimes it's even a text message. You can, and this hap it happens to me a lot. Um, I don't usually spend a lot <laughs> um, with certain accounts and when I go into a store, sometimes my charge won't go through. Mm -hmm. And my ch if you are ever at a store and your charge isn't going through, look at your text messages immediately because sometimes it's your bank um, looking at this charge as a fraudulent charge and they won't let it go through unless you type Y or yes back and then they'll let it go through. Uh, there's a lot of credit card companies that are doing a great job of that but again putting your bank accounts or linking your bank accounts onto your phone onto a secure phone again I can only speak for Apple <laughs> I feel comfortable with the iOS system iOS platform <clears throat> so I don't I don't know about the Android people and that's another thing with um, with your accounts if you're whatever your operating system is make sure you're updating it because the hackers are, you know, they're doing these updates for a reason. They're trying yeah. to stay a step ahead of the hackers and a step ahead of the scammers. So keep your systems updated so that way you have the newest security software. You have the newest protections. As soon as you see an update come through on for your computer, you need to update it. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you're, you know, smack dab in the middle of your day. Um, and then if it happens on your phone, as soon as it happens, update it because the hackers know that everyone doesn't. And so if they found a hole, they're going to be going after that hole for you. All right. During this next commercial break, I'd like you to check on the amount of disability, group disability you have, whether you have 
have short-term disability and whether or not you have long-term disability. You need to know this stuff, and so does your family uh, when we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's. Whether you listen to us in Atlanta or another part of the world, we'll give you smart talk because you're the smarter listener and an awesome mix. Because why would you listen to a mix that's just okay? That's a major loss. Where was your MP3 player grew up to be? SSNATL.com. Radio that's not dumbed down. And we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. You are, we are... Yeah, I said we are streaming live on SSNATL.com. You're also possibly listening to us on TuneIn. And uh, if you want to watch us live in the studio, you know, we do have a great production going on here. Uh, you can go to Facebook. You can uh, type in in the search, uh, little search bar, type in Sensation Station Network, and then boom, Click like. You can see us. We're right there on the top of the screen. You can watch us live. I uh, do want to thank everybody who has tuned in. I, I'm going to call them my first hundred, my day 100. All the people that helped me make my YouTube page uh, personalized, I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, Should have teed up my producer for a sound of applause, but... You know, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're all so kind. Thank you, thank you. There we go. We're in sync now. <laughs> all right, before the break, we talked about um, just some phishing scams. We also talked about avoiding public Wi-Fi. I know nothing about the Android system, so you may have to Google it or learn how to protect yourself um, when you're at um, restaurants, cafes, uh, hotels, conferences, etc. if you have an Android phone. Don't know if you can do the same hotspot thing. So hopefully somebody can answer that for you. Um, let's talk, uh, Hillary. We're here with Hillary Thomas from AARP. Um, Hillary, can you tell us about the secure HTTP? So the difference S between HTTP and HTTPS, well, we're telling people that S equals secure. So make sure you're looking at what that website actually has in its full, um, in the full link. That and some other ways to avoid phishing scams, make sure that you're not just willy-nilly clicking on links. Because I know a lot of people are getting these e emails and text messages with links sent out, or, hey, this is dad. Like, yeah, it was like sometimes, yeah, sometimes they hey, this it looks is dad, like it's look at this link or whatever. Yep. Don't click on any of those links because they're trying to get into your device and fish for information. And when they're fishing for information, they're not looking just for pictures. They might take pictures of your kids, too. But... They're looking for your financial information. They're looking for anything that can help them get passwords or any way that they can get stuff from you. At the end of the day, always remember there are people that sit at home that do not work, and their job is to figure out how to get money out of you. Oh, they are working. That is that, their, that, job. That that is is their, their job. job. You know, and they're making, as I said, you know, in a five-year period, they will have made uh, $6 billion off of our hard work and off of our back. So don't make don't make things easy for them. Uh, what are some things, what are some steps that you think that uh, people can take so that they don't get fished or so that they are, are you know, my frustration with, with most humans is I don't understand computers, so I just, I'm just going to ignore it all, mm -hmm. okay? So what are some steps that people can take to you know, just protect themselves, protect their families, protect their businesses from, you know, some of this cyber fraud and cyber theft. Uh, the, the most important one is one we talked about right before break is monitoring your accounts online. So make sure that you have access to be able to do that. 
and securing your passwords. We were talking about it kind of jokingly, but there are people that do just write down their passwords and put them on a sticky note and have them on their desk or wherever else they want to do that. Don't do that. You know, have a password that only you are going to remember and only you're going to know. And if you have to write it down, write it in code. Whatever it is, do it so it's a clue that only you can figure out the answer to, and then you can do it. You know, don't write uh, my best friend's name. Everybody knows who your best friend is because you all have a YouTube channel together. <laughs> don't, don't do that. But, you know, make sure it's something that only you know and that you're only able to figure out. And, yes, it is a pain to change passwords, but it's better to change your password all the time, to click on the link that you forget your password, than it is to have a password that's super easy and people can get into. And protect your devices the same way. Don't just leave your device willy-nilly. Don't plug into these networks when you're out and about, like we talked about. You know, control the sites that you're going to. Don't go to dangerous sites. Don't go to sites so that, that what are, dangerous are kind of sites? So what would you consider a dangerous site? Well, you know, we're all going to go to the search engine sites and that type of thing. But if it is... A, a site that does not look secure or you know I, I don't know how everyone's security systems are as far as their online security mm -hmm. when you're buying this um, antivirus software but my software would kick out and tell me that the site is not secure yeah if the site is not secure and is telling you that don't go to the site Stop. even though you're yep. thinking oh well this is the right site you could have had one letter off in the site and it's taking you somewhere else so make sure you're not doing those types of things. And um, the other thing that we were talking about before is when you're signing on to these networks, when you're out, be careful what networks you're signing on to. So we've already told you the public networks can be a, a way for hackers to get into your information. But also look at these, what we're calling evil twin networks. So if you're out and about in Atlanta and you see free Atlanta Wi-Fi, that might not be the Wi-Fi that the city of Atlanta provides, or it might be. But just look at that and be very skeptical before you just sign on to this. You might just sign on and say, oh, free Chevron Wi-Fi. Oh, okay, I'm sitting at the gas station. Why don't I click on this? That might be a site that somebody else has set up so that, you know, once you sign on to there, they're able to get your information. What about the airports? Because the airports now have the airport free, supposedly airports supposedly have free Wi-Fi. Wi <laughs> uh, you know, be that annoying customer that asks the people at the information desk, what is the free Wi-Fi here, instead of just just assuming what it is. Because it could also be that um, Wi-Fi that someone else has set up so that they can get your information. Or pay a little bit extra and go to the Sky Lounge. That too. <laughs> but even still, even if you're in the Sky Lounge, which, you know, you're paying for to be in there and to be comfortable, but the, the same rules apply with the Wi-Fi. Do it with your phone, hotspot it, and then go to your, um, and then go to your computer. All right. So uh, during the break, I want you to look at your benefits. If you have your benefits package, I want you to look and see if they are offering dependent care benefits. And Hillary's going to talk to us a little bit about dependent care benefits when we come back on financial renaissance with the Eps. hey you are listening to us live 
on SSNATL.com and on Facebook, uh, my love-hate relationship with Facebook. Listen, you can join the conversation by texting us at 678-613-5857. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Emma Knows Money. I get to say that with a smile now. And also, uh, the website, I believe, Emma Knows Money has been launched, so you can go, uh, whether it's to YouTube or you can go on the website and you can check out some previous episodes. Uh, and also, you know, give us some feedback. We need to know, you know, what type of uh, financial things are you interested in. The, the, the basis of this show is to take just what's happening on Wall Street, what's happening in Washington, D.C., and just chomping it down to, to, to digestible pieces so that us down here on Main Street can figure out what moves we need to make in our lives so that we're not caught flat-footed by decisions that other people are making. Um, during the break or before the break, I'd ask you to, to see if your company has uh, or is offering dependent care benefits. And this is one of the newer types of benefits. Uh, dependent care benefits is something new. And then there's another benefit available now um, that will help you pay back your student loans and not uh, have it count as uh, earned income. So there's a couple of new benefits, uh, 21st century benefits that are available now. And the first person that I heard about um, that introduced me to dependent care benefits was you, Hillary Thomas. That's surprising. It just is. It's a, it's a really great benefit I for know. me. Um, we've talked a little bit about it during the break. It's a good way for me to save for summer camp. The summer camp is a beast. It is expensive. I you know, remember. being here in Atlanta, <laughs> summer camp runs me anywhere from eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month. Um, so it's a good way for that money just to sit because he's no longer at the age where he's going to quote unquote daycare. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can't use the money for anything else except for those types of childcare expenses. So the money just sits until the summer and it's taken out every month and it's taken out in little bits. So you don't really notice as much, mm -hmm. but when it comes to the summer, I have that money sitting there to use for summer camp and it does help. So with the dependent care benefit, if you have an elder loved one or a special needs loved one or a child, uh, some of that, isn't there one that will help pay for babysitting too? So it will pay for babysitting um, under or certain requirements, <laughs> but I don't know about for adults. I know it will for children, but okay. then again, there's some background information you have to have and things that you have to provide to the IRS when you're doing your tax refund because usually you get that child care credit mm -hmm. on your taxes, but you have to, if you're using the pre-tax deduction for dependent care, there is some effect with the child care credit. So okay. you have to so you have show to in advance like so, what you were using. So, and it was like, it's a $5,000 max that you can take out anyway. So make sure you talk to your CPA about that. We don't want to hem anybody up. Uh, one of the questions we had um, during the break, what was Marianne's question about? Uh, like, how do we expect people to feel when uh, about password safety and things of that nature when um, a lot of major corporations get hacked. Equifax, uh, Home Depot, I mean, you name it, every other week there's a headline of some company that got hacked three or four months ago and they're just now telling us about it. How do we feel secure about anything out there? And what I'll say to you is you have to lock your credit down. Mm -hmm. and plain and simple, you have to lock it down. You have to freeze your credit, and it's free now, I believe. After, after the Equifax thing, it's free to lock it and unlock it now. Um, until they come up with a way to protect us, that is, in my opinion, this, in my humble opinion, your safest bet. 
lock your credit down uh, so that way if somebody gets a hold of your sensitive information, they can't do anything with it. You don't want anybody buying a car, a house, opening up, um, you know, utilities in your name, things like that. And the only one of the surefire ways of preventing it is to uh, throw up that credit freeze. And again, it's very simple. You just go online, uh, you type in Equifax credit freeze, uh, TransUnion uh, credit freeze, and what's the other one? Experian credit freeze. And you can sign up or uh, if you want to um, apply for some type of credit, ask them who they're using. You know, which of the big three do you use? I need to unlock it. So that's just another layer. And sometimes it also helps you when you're making the impulse, <laughs> thinking about doing something impulsively. It's also another added <laughs> added layer of protection to save you from yourself. Because there's been a few times where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do such and such. And then uh, after I, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll unlock my credit when I go home. And then when I go home, I'm like, eh, I don't really need that. Like, forget about it. That, and that. I cannot implore people enough, and I feel like every time I say it, there's another person that says, but why? Please, people, stop <laughs> carrying around your Social Security card. You but don't why? need it for anything. But why? You are not applying for a car loan every day. You are not getting a mortgage hey, listen, every day. Listen, if you need your Social Security, if you don't have your Social Security number memorized, you shouldn't be leaving the house alone. <laughs> number one. Okay? Uh, you know, for a lot of you, if you're older, it used to be on your driver's license. People used to have it on their checking accounts. Remember? Yes, it, it was, was on, on their check. check. Yeah, it, it used to be on, on the check. check. The physical check. Yeah. And not only was it on the physical check, you know, you didn't have to have a social security number right after birth for a while. So my sister and I are two years apart, and our social security numbers are only one number apart because we went in the same time. We were like five and four. I would make a joke about the South, but I'm going to leave it alone right about now. Yeah, All right, listen, uh, during this commercial break, I'd also like you, as you're checking into the benefits that are being offered by your company, I want you to see, if at all possible, if your company is offering long-term care as a group benefit. That is something very, very important. We'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. Uh, we also have my Emma Knows Money and my top five news stories of the week. SSNATL.com is a Radio 2 Atlanta station, which provides a daily mix of awesome hits with smart talk. For the smarter listener, your choice just became clear. SSNATL.com, radio that's not dumbed down. market movers and losers this week because something happened during the week that actually got me a little caught up in my feelings. Um, I usually take things that happen in the world with a grain of salt. It happens. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. But this something that happened um, as a veteran um, actually made me almost, well, it made me get down on my knees and say a prayer. Um, this week, our, our government has pulled out of Syria. And uh, again, I don't believe in forever wars anything like that, but huh, what I'm going to ask you is, you know, anytime you run across a veteran, you always say to them, you know, thank you for your service. And what the heck does that actually mean? You can thank us for our service, but there are men and women in uniform right now who are scared, um, you know, whatless. Uh, they don't know how they're going to properly get back home. Um, they are kind of in harm's way right now. So, I'm going to ask you to be an advocate instead of thanking us for our service after the fact. There are people there right now that need, they need help. They need to come home in one piece. Um, during the Bush administration, the first, uh, second Bush, you know, we had the mission accomplished before the mission was accomplished. Um, during the Obama years, we had, you know, 
ISIL is the JV League, you know, we're not paying them any attention. And this past week, our current president said that, you know, this uh, Islamic State has been defeated. And I, I really don't know what to say about that, or I can't say what I want to say about that because we're FCC regulated. But there are people that are still on the ground, and you have to think about the anxiety levels of the military families um, that have their husbands, wives, daughters, nieces, nephews, sons that are overseas. Uh, there are people in uniform and there are people in plain clothes who if something happens to them will never know what happened to them. Their families will never know what happened to them. So it is very important that we, it's okay to pull out of a country, I have no issues with that, but there are consequences for rapid deactivation. And this week we blew up a military base in Syria. And when you do things like that, it's letting our enemies know that there will not be any repercussions if they hurt our soldiers. So again, I am asking you uh, to reach out. This is a to-do, to reach out to your senators, to reach out to your congressmen, uh, Congress people, and let them know, hey, we, you know, we, whether you want, agree with the war in Syria, don't agree with the war in Syria, we have to bring our people back home. Um, I, I am fearing right now that we are creating a new generation of um, people that are smarter, more tech savvy, um, that are going to hate the United States of America based on what we did this week. And, and, it, and it really hurts me because I don't think that we should still be fighting 19th century wars, arguing about 19th century issues in the 21st century. So again, I'm imploring you, please text, call your senators, your members of Congress, um, and, and ask them to make sure that our men and women in uniform and in plain clothes come home from Syria. Um, this is Emma Folks. I'm a veteran of the United States Army. And please, please keep our men and women in uniform in your thoughts and prayers. You should never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. Hey, imagine that you're living in an alternate universe where judges don't need a law degree. You can go to jail for an unpaid medical bill of as, of as little as $28. And in this universe, this alternate universe, uh, a debt collector will also get a piece of the bail uh, that your family posts for you to get you out of jail for your medical debt. Now, funny thing about this is, this isn't an alternate universe. This is Coffeyville, Kansas. That's right. Middle America, right? Salt of the earth. Local judges, the hospitals, bails bondsmen or bails bonds people and debt collectors are all rubbing this small town of 9,000 people down to the nub. That's right. You want to talk about feasting on your kind, eating your own? In this small town of where people, you know, the median income is really, really low, if you owe the hospital or a doctor money, um, the debt collectors will buy that, that you know, that, that debt from the doctors, and then they will get, um, they're in collusions with the, with the judges, with the police and everybody else, and they get to determine who comes to your house, knocks on the door, and arrests you and puts you in jail because you owe $1,000 to a hospital because you or somebody in your family got sick. That is one of the most ridiculous things I have ever heard of in my life, okay? Keep uh, your friends close, but your enemies close. There is a war brewing 
in Washington, D.C., and it has nothing to do with the White House or any of this other uh, stuff. The war that's brewing has to do with the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, and I know many of you um, are a part of this program. So the Consumer um, Financial Protection Bureau is being tasked with finding out why is it that 99% of the people, and I'm talking teachers, firefighters, police officers, etc., are civil, civil servants, people who have, have applied for loan forgiveness, 99% of you have been denied. So the battle right now is going on between our senators and the Department of Education. Our senators are saying, hey, Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, we want you to investigate and find out why only 1% of the people who have applied uh, have been accepted and the Department of Education is saying no we don't want you to do an investigation what we want you to do instead is go after the servicing companies and find out what it is that they're doing wrong um, that's getting people into these loans that they don't that essentially people are in the wrong type of loan so we'll see what happens with that um, you know what do you think this is again one of those action steps. If you've applied for this um, this benefit, the public service um, loan forgiveness, you need to get with your uh, senators, your congressmen, and let them know that hey, uh, we worked for it, we worked our ten years, and, and you know we want our loans forgiven. Well, I don't want to survive. I want to live. <laughs> I want to live. <laughs> Healthcare. Oh my gosh. So Groupon. I don't know if you know this, Hillary, because usually you tell me about this stuff. Groupon is offering discounts on health care services. That's right, discounts on CT scans and an assortment of lung, heart, and full body scans. That's right. By up offering an upfront cost on, uh, on the coupon site like Groupon, medical companies are now meeting people where they are, and it's helping to drive the prices down. So there are several imaging uh, groups, you know, people that do MRIs, CAT scans, etc. There's one here locally that they're currently listing a, CT, a heart CT scan at $26. That's a 96% discount. And out of that, more than 5,000 of the company's coupons have already been sold. So right now, there's hundreds of customers going onto the Groupon site for mammograms. It is October. Yep. Check your mammy month. Um, thank you, uh, Dr. Biggers, <laughs> for teaching us how to check our breasts. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that is absolutely incredible. So if you're looking for any type of service, dental, health care, eye care, go ahead and go on Groupon. I think Groupon has figured out a way to kind of resurge itself because they kind of fell away away for a little while all right so what does world star and elder abuse have in common hmm here's the deal um, 20 year old Tonisha Yvonne Tyson 26 year old Tanisha Deshaun Jordan and 32 year old Marilyn Latish McKee and the reason why I'm saying your names is because what you did was really crappy and I hope people hold you accountable these three uh, dodo birds thought that it'd be a good idea. They worked in an assisted living facility. They thought it'd be a good idea to have patients with dementia do a fight club. And so what these, what these dunderheads did was they also put it on video. So it was all over the internet. So the police had everything that they needed. Let me tell you and anybody out there, if you do anything to anybody's uh, adult loved one, karma is a mug. Okay, so what, what happens to you is what happens to you, and what happens to you will also possibly happen to your family. Do not hurt our elder Americans. You got out of line, you got whacked. Everybody knew the rules. 
Ken Fisher, yes, got whacked, is getting whacked. He's getting his pants handed to him. Ken Fisher of uh, Fisher Investments, and you've probably seen the commercials. It's pretty plain vanilla. Uh, you don't really know what they're talking about, but it's like a white guy standing, a white guy in a chair, green writing, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what they're talking about, but come invest with us. Well, this guy... And he's, you know, probably about my parents' age, about 69 years old. And he made some controversial comments uh, last year, but he did it again this year. Last year, he compared, um, <laughs> he said that getting new clients is like going up to a girl in a bar, um, going up to that, that woman in the bar and saying, hey, I want to talk to you about what's going on in your pants. And this is something that he thought was acceptable to say um, in front of the masses. You can't go to conferences and say the things that you say to your friends in front of the masses. It's now the Me Too movement. Women don't like it. So stop making these little jokes and thinking that, um, that it's, it's funny. As a result of his comments last year, last year he's banned from you know, showing up at certain um, conferences and speaking anymore. But as a result, some pension plan clients of the firm have fled. So he is losing because of his loose lips and thinking that things are funny that aren't funny anymore. He's going to lose $1.3 in assets. Um, Iowa State Pension is walking away. Boston is walking away. The state of Michigan is walking away. And the Philadelphia Board of Pensions is also walking away. And what I want to say to those entities is thank you for thinking about the women um, that are in your pension plans, the women, your coworkers. We don't want to hear stupid stuff like that anymore. Uh, it's very 20th century. We're now in the 21st century. Uh, stop. Just stop. Okay? Just stop. So that's my top five news stories of the week coming up on uh, Financial Renaissance with the M's. We have Emma Knows Money, sponsored by AARP Georgia. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. Our fall is heating up with new episodes of ITLI. All good with Rita G. Straight Talk with Daphne, Financial Renaissance with Emma Folks, The Live Exchange with Dr. Pamela featuring Robert Pierce, and from the Emmy Award-winning CBS program, The Talk, it's The Cheryl Underwood Show, Smart Talk, and an awesome mix for the smarter listener, only on radio that's not dumbed down. You used to Emma Knows Money is brought to you by AARP's FraudWatch Network. Go to aarp.org or ssnatl.com and click the FraudWatch Network banner for more info. Money, sponsored by AARP Georgia and Lori Thomas. <laughs> hey, listen, today we're talking about caregiving made easy. All right, the problem... You need to keep track of doctor visits, appointments, and coordinate transportation among other family members, right? Or with other family members. The solution, create a group calendar. And that way, all participants can access it. So you want to have a group calendar. You can use Google. You can use uh, whatever the iOS system is. But have a calendar specifically for that family member and make sure that everybody that's responsible for the transportation has access to it as well. And make sure in the location you put the address that is very, very important. Not just the doctor's name, but the doctor's name and the address. 
phone number, etc. Now, the other problem is you have to share caregiving duties with other family members. Uh, from going and visiting people's ho their homes uh, during certain times of the day, making sure medication is being taken, etc. Well, go online, find an app. There should be a group to-do list. And in this group to-do list, everybody should be able to access it and get reminders on their phones, okay? We're very busy, and when we're taking care of our loved ones, it just adds another layer. So, again, we've got to do stuff for our parents or elder loved ones, and then we also have to do stuff for the kids. All right, the next problem is... You forgot what else your loved one needs you to pick up from the pharmacy besides medication. All right. The solution is to have alerts sent to you. Um, just know that you can't remember everything. So what I do is I tell my Siri to remind me during a certain time when I know I'm either going to be driving or when I know I'm going to be at the store something will pop up on my phone letting me know that I need to pick up baby oil or Epsom salt or a sitz bath or what a cane or whatever else it is my elder loved one needs. All right. Another problem is during an emergency or in an emergency, you don't want to have to fumble through a whole bunch of screens on your phone to call for help. So what you want to do with your elder loved one, you want them to get familiar, and a lot of them do not want to wear that, uh, I've fallen and I can't get up. They absolutely hate it, so stop trying to get them to wear it. If you can sneak it on them, great, but make sure that they, on their phone, there's a couple of things that they can do so that they can immediately call 911, get an operator, or reach out to us, okay? The next problem is you want to keep tabs on your loved one's location. Uh, if, as your lo elder loved one starts to lose, lose cognitive abilities, uh, you want to know where they are. A good friend of ours, his mom ended up in another state. And that's, that's something so terrifying, not only for them, but also for us too. So you want to um, do the find, find My App. <laughs> uh, there's a Find My App um, uh, on your iPhone that you can put on. I think it used to be called... Um, find my friends but you want to you want to have a location thing set up on your parents phone or on your elder loved one's phone uh, if they're still you know in their right frame of minds go ahead and let them know that you're doing it but you want to be able to track them down in a moment's notice and uh, certain healthcare companies are offering iWatches for about $25 that's another great way of keeping track of our parents as well uh, just in case they get lost alright the next problem if your loved one requires medical assistance and you are not around all right, we're going to go back to the phones and also the watches. It's just as good as having a medical ID bracelet. Their doctor's information, the stuff that they're allergic to, um, all of that stuff can be on the medical part of the watches that does not need a password to unlock. So this is something that is helpful for not only you, but also for your loved ones. And again, even if your parents aren't at that age yet, let's say they're still young and 70, 70 is the new 60, start having these conversations with them now and start getting them comfortable with this. The worst thing to do is wait till they're a lot older, their cognitive abilities start losing, um, and then you're trying to take away their independence from them. That's not what you want to do. So start having these conversations with them now so that when it happens, it's not as much of a shock and there's not that much to battle with them about. So those are my caregiving Made Easy Tips, uh, sponsored by AARP Georgia. Lots of people meet friends and potential love interests online through dating sites, social media, or mobile apps. It can be a great way to meet people, but not everyone is who they say they are online. In fact, scams related to online relationships are on the rise. It's a red flag if the person wants to move quickly to personal email or instant messaging to continue talking. Professors love quickly 
claims to be from the United States but is working or traveling abroad, plans to visit but cancels at the last minute, ask for money to deal with an emergency, or ask you to open a bank account for them. Here are some things you can do. Cut off contact if you suspect a scam. Watch your wallet. Don't wire money, send cash, or put money on gift cards for someone you know only online. Learn more about online relationship scams at aarp.org backslash fraudwatchnetwork. Here's the 431st affiliate of Sherlock World Radio. Sensation Station yeah. Network, an internet radio station in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm going to say it again. Sensation Station Network, an internet radio station based in Atlanta, Georgia. Go ahead, Prime. We are very happy to be part of the Sensation Station Network. We are very proud to be affiliated with the Cheryl Underwood on Sensation Station Network. That's right, Cheryl Underwood, the comedian, the talk show hostess with the most S. She can be heard live right here on Sensation Station Network uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from noon till 2 p.m. And then immediately thereafter, you can tune into your local, if you're on the East Coast, your local CBS affiliate, and you can watch her on the talk. Um, for the rest of you around the country, you tune in. You know, you can look at your CBS station and see uh, when it comes on. But listen, today we had a great show with uh, Hillary Thomas with AARP. Thank you for bringing us the cyber tips and teaching our listeners, our parents, our teens, how to protect themselves from the cyber criminals. Thank you for letting us help. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> People need help on cybersecurity. They don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about food. But anyway, um, <laughs> somebody's so hungry. Somebody is hungry. So we thank you as always for um, for bringing the tips, and uh, I even like the little magazine that I get. I read it from cover to cover because there's always so I get a magazine and a little news. Yeah, so you get the, the bulletin, mm -hmm. which is um, like the newspaper type thing, and the magazine. But again, that goes after 37 million. 37 people. million, and again, if you are not an AARP member, it doesn't matter what your age is. If you are a younger person. Remember, you can get discounts at hotels. You can get discounts at the grocery store, 10%. Okay? It adds up. So the biggest thing about AARP that I want everyone to know is that they are a lobbying organization. They do lobby for our elder Americans. However, the, the issues that our elder Americans have, a lot of it is around revolves around health care. Those are the same issues that everybody has. We're paying mortgages instead of health care premiums. So, you know, become a member of AARP and join that 37 million voices strong, okay? All right, uh, um, looking at Syria, remember what I said, talk to your Congress people, talk to your senators, let them know that we've got to bring our men and women in uniform and in plain clothes home, okay? They cannot be stranded out there. And then with the recession, remember about quantitative easing. Uh, when we are in a recession, things do get tight a little bit, but but there's also a flip side of it, and there's a whole bunch of opportunity. So make sure you're saving your money so that you can take advantage of assets that will be available uh, for pennies on the dollar, okay? Um, up next, we have Smooth Sensational Sunday. And then tune in this evening at 6 o'clock for the live exchange with Dr. Pamela. Now remember, be the change that you want to see in the world and go forth, grow, live, and prosper. Namaste.
management.